Out Loud a Gizmo, a saying my dad made up. This is a storytelling podcast where you will experience excitement, laughter, reality, and mind-blowing adventures. Thank you for coming back. On this episode, my dad will marry my mother. Well, I spilled beans. Oops. Listen. Chapter 18 I got a letter from Papa. He got married to Molly Hobbs. She had two boys at home and he still has three girls at home, Ruth, Virginia, and Betty. He asked me if I would come and move them all back to Posey, because there is no work in Wagoner. So I helped Guy, Sarah, Geraldine, and Bill move to Slayton. Then I went to Odd Earl Patterson's and helped him change the oil in their tractors. I got a five-gallon can of the oil that we drained out and tied it on the running board of my model lay and took off for Oklahoma. I had to put oil in by the mile. If I was lucky, I would make it to Wagoner on the five gallons of oil. I was going through a little town in Oklahoma. I saw a guy hitching a ride, but there was a sharp turn before I got to him. I wasn't watching the road, so I couldn't make the turn without going off the road. So, I went into the front yard of a home. When I got back on the road, I noticed the hitchhiker had run toward the ditch with his back to the road. I can imagine that he was saying, I sure don't want to ride with this guy. I got down the road a few miles and stopped to put some oil in, and to my surprise, the oil was gone. It was probably back there in the people's front yard where I missed the turn. I stopped at a service station and bought two quarts of oil. It cost ten cents a quart. That got me into Wagoner and Viva's house. She told me where Papa lived. It was in a rundown hotel apartment on Main Street. The temperature was high, and so was the humidity. Papa got a four-wheel trailer from someone, and we put a hitch on my car, and loaded all the things I could pull. We said goodbye, and found a place for everyone to ride. We hit the road. After a few hundred miles, and about a half a dozen flats, we rolled, or hobbled into Posey. Mr. Patterson gave Papa a job on the farm. Johnny Patterson will move to Woolforth in a few days. Then Papa will move into the house where Johnny lived. It's the same house we lived in when Mama died. But Papa, Molly and kids will move in the garage until they move out. One night I went with Otterl for a ride. We went by and picked up his girl, Zizzy Bollinger. She said, let's go by and get a friend of mine. Her name is Hilda Sanders. We rode around for a while when Ott and Sizzy decided to get married. I guess they already had the license. So we woke a preacher and I was the best man and Hilda was the maid of honor. To top it off, we got tickled and I think the preacher thought we were all drunk. But we were not drinking. We took Hilda home and they took me by where I worked and dropped me off. I didn't see much of Ott and Sizzy after that. Not like I used to anyway. Chapter 19 One Night JW, Norma Ruth's brother brought Norma Ruth down to see me. Actually, they came down to look at a car that I told them about. They bought it for JW. It was a 1931 Chevrolet Coupe. While he was closing the car deal, Norma Ruth and me went to Lubbock in my car. They were staying with the Carols. They were down for the Christmas holiday, and that don't give much time for Norma Ruth and me together. I asked her to marry me, but she had to go home and think it over first. That's what she said. 
Anyway, I think she had another boyfriend. I got me a job on an extra gang, working on the railroad for Santa Fe. They had dining cars and sleeping cars parked on the siding at Posey. I worked for the railroad for a month or two. We were raising the track from Lubbock to Slayton by tamping rock or chat under the ties with air hammers, called jack hammers. And when you run one for eight hours, you could say you had a day in. I believe they paid us 35 cents per hour plus room and board. That don't sound like much money, but there were lots of guys standing on the streets that would like to have the job. When someone would hurt his back or whatever, someone was ready to take his place. We would get to rest every time a train came by. There were about four passenger trains and two or three freight trains. It kept one crew busy building pads to set the machine off or on while the trains passed by. The bosses knew where we would be when the next train was due and they would have a place ready. Well, I stayed on that job until it was finished. Papa and Molly lived about one-fourth of a mile up the road from Posey, but they didn't have room for me to stay with them. They had a small two-bedroom house. I did odd jobs at first one place, then another. I worked for Mr. Patterson getting the land ready for planting. That's what Papa was doing, but he was using mules to plow with. He had a two-row lister and four mules, and I was using a four-row John Deere tractor. Mr. Patterson had two four-row John Deere tractors. I drove one and Otterl drove the other. I worked most of the time on the lock place. Papa worked on the DeLong place. Otterl worked the place where he and Zizzy lived. Anyway, by the time we got the listing done, it was time to start planting. Cotton mostly, and probably 50 acres of maize. I got rid of my car. I think it broke down, and I didn't have money to fix it. I moved in with Guy, Sarah, Geraldine, and Bill. Norma Ruth and me kept in touch by mail. There wasn't any work after crops were laid, so I loafed around until the new crops were up and ready to cultivate. I forgot to mention, Louis Melcher and wife bought a service station in Post, Texas, about 30 miles from Slayton. I worked for them a month or two, then I went back to Slayton to see if I had any mail. A letter from Norma Ruth that is. And I did, and she said, I am ready to get married if you are. I told Sarah my plans and took off for Lubbock to the Carols. I told Uncle Harvey to be our plans. He had already told me if I ever wanted to go the Port Talis, he would take me, since I didn't have a car. He said he had business over there anyway. I don't know if he did though. He said if I can't get you for a son-in-law, I'll get you for a nephew. So we took off for Port Talis. I had three dollars to my name, and I had to go by and borrow a suit of clothes from Otterl Patterson. We went to Audrey and Tenny's house. Tenny is Norma Ruth's sister. They lived in the back of a service station they ran. Norma Ruth was there, so Uncle Harvey said we could use his Model A Ford. We decided to go to Clovis and get married. We went to the courthouse to get the license, but they wouldn't let us have them because Norma Ruth wasn't old enough without her parents' consent. Her mom lived in Roswell, New Mexico, about 100 miles away. So we went back to Port Talis and spent the night at Tenny's, in separate beds. We asked Uncle Harvey if we could use his car to go to Roswell. He said okay. So we left early the next morning. Tenny went with us. We had a hard time finding Norma Ruth's mama. She lived in a small farmhouse with her kids Elvie, Johnny, Charlie and O'Neill. They were working in the carrot harvest. Her mom went with us to the courthouse and she signed for the license. Then we went to find a preacher. She knew where one lived. 
We found him in the garden, hoeing. We told him what we were there for. We went in the house. His wife played the organ. He asked us all the important questions, to which we both answered, I do. I looked over at Elvie, and we both busted out laughing. I felt like crawling in a hole, and I know Elvie did, too. It was July 1940. Anyway, we got happily married. We went back and visited with our mom. I used to say Norma Ruth's mom, now it's our mom. The only one we have. We went back to her house and had dinner. Carrots and cornbread. Yum, yum. My new mother-in-law was one of the sweetest ladies I ever knew. Well, Norma Ruth and I and Tenny got in the Model A Ford and took off for Port Talis at 35 miles per hour. We spent the first night at Tenny and Audrey's. We threw some bed springs on the floor with some quilts, and that was our bedding suite, with musical springs. Ha ha. The next day we took off for Lubbock. We stopped at Uncle Harvey's sisters and had dinner with them. It was the 4th of July, their 13th anniversary, and our first day. We couldn't set up housekeeping. We didn't have a house. I didn't even have a job. So, we stayed with Uncle Harvey and Aunt Becky for a few days. Then we went to Slayton and stayed with Guy, Sarah, Geraldine and Bill, in a two-room house. That's hard to believe, I know, but we certainly did. I remember when we first got there, Billy said, Who is she? And I said, This is Norma Ruth. She is my wife. We are going to keep her. He said, Take her back, we don't need her. I said, But she's mine, and you will like her when you get to know her. Well, we stayed with them about a week. Then we went to Posey and stayed with Papa and Molly. It was hard on Norma Ruth living with all the different people that she didn't know yet. Chapter 20 I saw Gus Vivial one day. He asked me if I would head some maize for him. It was about 15 acres. I said I would. That was my first mistake as a businessman. He said he was going to South Texas for the summer. Mrs. Tucker and kids lived in a shack of his to look after the place. So we left Papa's and moved in with Mrs. Tucker and started heading maize. I don't remember what was said about money, but I had Norma Ruth, Faye, Tom, Ruth, Virginia, and myself. Norma Ruth got real sick from being pregnant and stooping so much. We were all picking up and cutting heads from the stalks. We had a sandstorm and all the maize was laying on the ground. I don't know how much money I got, but we all got the same. Not much. Anyway, we got it done. We went out to Mr. Carroll's place, where I farmed a year or so ago, and he said we could have the little house I used to live in. We didn't have any furniture. We used apple boxes for tables and chairs. We had bed springs and no mattress. I had worked at the cotton gin about two weeks and made about $20. We bought a small bit of groceries, our first potatoes, beans and flour. We also bought some pots and pans. Mr. Carroll loaned us a two-burner oil cook stove. The next payday, we went to Lubbock and found a 1928 Chevy. They let us have it for a few dollars down. I still owed them $20. We didn't keep it, but a week. I'll explain that later. Garner V, Norma Ruth's sister, wrote from Arizona and said they were hiring at the mines and would we like to come out and see if I could get on. Someone told us about a traveling company in Lubbock that you could ride with someone and help pay the expenses. So we went to Lubbock and found the traveling bureau, and they had a young married couple registered with them that wanted a couple to help pay the gas to Bisbee, Arizona. I said, that's where we want to go. He said he told them to check in with him about every two hours. 
We said we will wait for a while. Well, in a little while a young man and woman came in and the agent said, there is your passengers sitting over there. They came over and we all introduced ourselves. They were Dinzel and Marie Isbell. They had a 1936 Ford. They drove to Posey and got a couple of boxes of ours, and I took the old Chevy back to where I bought it and said, here it is. I can't pay for it. I lost my job. I thanked them and got in the car with Dinzel, Marie, and Norma Ruth. Then we were on our way to Bisbee, Arizona. They became close friends of ours. I don't remember telling my folks goodbye. My dad had to make sure that he said him and Norma Ruth were sleeping in separate beds before they got married. And then when they did get married, they had to sleep on box springs, which made a lot of noise. My dad is a very private person. He doesn't usually tell personal things like that. That was interesting that he would say that. Thank you for listening today, and we'll see you next week. Please come back to hear all of the many different stories of my dad's life. And don't forget to press subscribe or follow so you can come back and listen to the real life stories. Bye-bye now. This podcast was hosted by Sylvia Gant. Thanks to my dad, Dave Pickett, for writing the stories. A special thanks to Uncle Bill Pickett for the piano music.